the woman you are about to meet was doing just fine, making big bucks, but she wasn't happy. Can you relate to that? Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. Her expertise was in business development and training. But in 2010, she made the big decision to walk away and turn her passion into her profession. And guess what? She has never looked back. Her name is Eileen Reed, and this is her story. Eileen, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Candy. So good to be with you. Your company is called Simplify with Eileen. Tell us what you do for a living. I serve my clients three ways. The first and foremost, I'm an organizing and productivity coach. And what that means is I work with folks to help them declutter, unburden, get out from under it all, and just live a life of more simplicity and ease. And then secondly, I do workshops and presentations to spread that message of just how great it is to live with less. And third, what I've really kind of focused on a lot more recently, especially since COVID, is running online estate sale auctions, helping mostly adult children whose parents have passed. They're looking at the house, 40 years filled with stuff, and they don't want it. But you know what? There's a great market out there for people who do. It takes a lot of guts to do what you did back in 2010. Was there a moment when you just decided, I'm going out on my own? I think there's an aha moment for a lot of people. So I was cruising along, making six figures year over year. I was a software and IT consulting salesperson. And, you know, sales is hard. A whole lot of no, and just a whole lot of like scrambling and clawing and Every month you have to hit new quotas and yeah, there's great money, there's trips and prizes and recognition, but honestly, that was like 5% of the time. The rest of it, I was overweight, I had killer migraines, I had high blood pressure. In my 30s, I went to the hospital a few times thinking I was having a heart attack and I would wear that Holter monitor for a couple of days and it was just like stress and anxiety. So... I think when things happen to you, that's one thing. But the real impetus was my dad got sick suddenly out of the blue. He had emergency surgery. It didn't go well. And my siblings and I and my mom are around his bed in ICU. And I'm the one who would be just peeling out like saying, oh, sorry, I see you, doc. I just need to answer this call. Or, you know, mom, sorry, I just need to, you know, set up this consultant interview. Like I kept leaving. So that was a really big wake up. And, you know, I was just focusing on all the wrong things, the things that don't matter, right? We, we know about the things that matter. So my dad passed away very soon after that. So I realized I needed more time to be there for my mom. And I realized that that was like a gift. It was just that, aha, stop you in your tracks and just have you reevaluate. What are you doing here? You know, again, life is very finite. And what are you doing? So I talked to my husband, who was so sweet and so supportive. And literally, I gave my notice. I walked away at the high of my high, doing just great. I held the insurance for our, our family. And I just stepped away. I knew I had this organizing gift. And at that time, there were some really cool shows on HGTV and TLC like Mission Organization and Clean Sweep. And I thought to myself, I can totally make a go of this. So a lot of recalibrating expectations and expenses, but honestly, never looked back. 
What is your philosophy about simplifying our lives? I call myself an essentialist. And I read this really cool book by Greg McCowan called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. We should surround ourselves with things and people and obligations that serve us in our lives today. So that means not stockpiling for the future. And it's not about glomming on to everything from the past because that's an anchor. And I think we should live our lives just basically surrounding by things that we use and we love and we appreciate. It's so interesting that you should talk about holding on to things from your past. I used to save all the roses that my first husband ever gave me. And they were in bouquets and I would let them dry out and I would spray them and I would put them in beautiful bouquets and I would put them on the wall. And my marriage had been over for years. One of my very best friends came over and she lit a fire in my fireplace and she burned my roses. And I wept the whole time. But she said, it's been five years. Throw the roses away. Is that kind of what you're talking about when you talk about the past? Not that you throw people's roses away. And she did it out of love, and I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I am a coach because we often can't do it ourselves. When we're in the thick of it and it's our stuff, it's really hard. The roses, that's not really what mattered. What mattered was he thought of you. He gave them to you. And how you felt when you received them, that's what matters and never goes away. Mm. So it's not the physical thing. And I think too often we attach too much value to the thing versus the experience. Do we have too much stuff as Americans? Whenever I've been in Europe, I always am so shocked by the size of the hotel room and the fact that it's very simple or if I'm staying at a bed and breakfast, totally different mentality. Absolutely. In fact, when I was a sophomore or junior in high school, I did an exchange program with a French family, and I lived with them, and I was so struck, like you are, just about how simple their lives are and how little they had around them. So there are stats galore about just how much we overbuy and how much we waste. We are living in a world where, with Amazon Prime and a store around every corner, we can get anything we want any time we want. And it just results in a ton of stuff, shelving in the garage, shelving for the overflow and the what if. And it's just be present, like live for today with what you need and will use today. All I can think about (laughs) is people who are listening to our interview going, yes, yes, everyone is wagging their head. Yes. How does she know me? That's right. (laughs) There's a book that I love. It's called Things That Matter by Joshua Becker. And I know that you've read this book as well. And the subtitle is Overcoming Distraction to Pursue a More Meaningful Life. What is it about stuff around us that gets in the way of productivity and makes us distracted? Because that sure does happen to me. There was a guy, Joe, who I worked with. He had a a home office. Everything was in piles. It was just a house of cards. He couldn't even function in there. He would walk in and his head would hurt. He wouldn't even know the first thing to do. When we cleared out first all the drawers of the yesteryear stuff like Baybank, Bradley's receipts, you know, just (laughs) wasn't serving. Wow. And we then were able to move the current important things off the surface. Like he carried himself differently when he walked in there. He was productive and proactive. And these types of things really do 
get in the way. And I've also seen people who sort of shut down socially when they're homes become overrun with stuff. They don't invite friend and family over. They're and, embarrassed. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's tragic. I am guessing with people like Joe and many others that you've had clients whom you have helped get their lives back yeah. beyond organizing their closet or their desk. Are you freeing them up to do greater things? Absolutely. Yes. When you get rid of all the speed bumps and the things that are physically in the way, then they also have more time, more clarity. They can see what's important to them. And it really is like legit life-changing. Also, I have improved many marriages, swear to God, because oftentimes clutter can be just a real source of tension and friction between couples. And getting that out of the way and letting more important things rise to the surface. Absolutely. Going into business on your own is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) What are the key ingredients, in your opinion, to being a successful entrepreneur? And by the way, the website is simplifywitheileen.com. One is just, I think, approaching things with intention. Like the name of my company, Simplify With Eileen, I really thought about it. I didn't want it to be simplified by Eileen. That sounds too kind of bossy and telly. I am a coach. I want to work with people shoulder to shoulder, teach them how to do this themselves, and then collaboration. You've become a very active member of an organization that I am a huge fan of as well, and it's a national organization now called the Women's Business League. Mm -hmm. Tell us what this organization has done for your business and your networking. Well, first of all, just support. I am able to partner with people who are talking to the same people as I am, and We happily share our resources. So that's just been a wonderful aspect of it. Let's go back just a little bit with you, because I always like to find out what makes our guests tick. Take (laughs) us back to your own childhood. Where are you from and what was life like in your house? It really was awesome. So we grew up in Longmeadow, Mass. in the 413 area code out by Springfield. Five kids in the family. I'm number four out of five. I'm the middle girl. And, Ooh, the peacemaker. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. Pleaser, peacemaker. You know, um, <laughs> oh, just is everybody happy? Is everybody okay? That was me for sure. Really close family. We are close to this day. We just have a great, great connection. Our parents were awesome. Old school, get a job when, you know, when you're ready to start babysitting, let's go. My brothers had paper roots, like just good old fashioned sort of standards. What values did your parents instill in you? You know, you got to be a contributing member of this family and of society. So just be part of the solution. My parents would never just give us the easy answer. If we had a problem, the usual thing was, so what are you going to do about it? Like, think it through. Don't just plop your problem on me. Let's talk about how you're going to solve it. Well, I know your sister, Marilee Kelly, who is one of the most talented broadcasters I know and was an early role model for me when I first got into radio. One of the most clever and lovely names. I've always wanted to know, where does that come from? Because she spells it M-E-R-I-L-E-E, like Marilee, we go along. Yes, Marilee, Marilee, Marilee. <laughs> Life, <laughs> Life is not a dream. <laughs> exactly. So she's cool. She was the baby of the family, and her name was Mary Kathleen Kelly. Mary Kelly. And she just thought, That is way too boring for radio. So she sort of did a mashup of the Kelly and the Mary, and she came up with Marilee. When you were growing up, who was your role model and why? I mean, I guess I would say my dad. My dad was a business guy. 
but he always had family first. You know, moves he made in his career, he was always kind of moving forward, and he was funny as heck. I loved all that he embodied. He was like the leader of our household and just a really, really great guy. He would drive merrily when she was underage to shows at the channel and at the rat and just, you know, he'd drop her off and then at, you know, one o'clock in the morning to go pick her up. And she was like 16. And she was going because she was learning her craft most probably, right? Yeah, she was all about Learning the music. about music. That's yeah. right. We all need someone who believes in us, someone who sees our talents early on. Who was that person for you? Again, it was my dad. I mean, it really does come back to him. Like, you know, he knew I loved French. So, you know, he helped me with a scholarship that I got that was to get me into college that was based in France. And these days, honestly, it's my husband. He's so supportive. He's the only other person I knew in my world who had their own company. So he and I both have our own companies. So he really believes in me and, and again, was so supportive of my segue out of the just that sort of rewind, repeat Groundhog Day career. What did you learn from watching him run his own business that you've taken with you into yours? I think just being a person, a person who inspires other people, who leads, doesn't manage, but leads other people. And he's so passionate about what he does that his employees, his staff, his clients, they all see that. When you went off to college, did you know what you wanted to do with your life? Oh, so I was a French major and I wanted to be like a newscaster or like... In French? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to live in France. I mean, I pictured myself like in some kind of like journalism or news anchor or something, United Nations, something like that. Your business, though, has continued to grow. So congratulations on 13 years. What are you most proud of about this business called Simplify with Eileen? I think I'm most proud of just the growth and the direction and just sort of being open to change. I think a lot of people are so freaked out by change. Honestly, Candy, I love it. I think change is essential. It's progress. It's evolution. It's opportunity. For instance, when COVID came along, that was a big thing. I mean, I could have just curled up and said like, when no one's going to let me in their house. I'm like, no, damn it. Like, okay, what next? So what are you going to do? Like my parents said, so what are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to find another way. And what did you do? So I knew that I couldn't go in and organize people's houses, so I needed to find empty houses. So estate sales, people who have passed, the adult children are grieving. They have no idea what to do. But I had to find a slightly different way, and that's when the whole underworld that I never knew existed of online auctions. So I researched a couple of platforms, settled on this one called Auction Ninja, just started doing it. And this one realtor, Erin Lane, she's actually the leader of my women's business, Ipswich Chapter. She gave me my first job. I didn't really know how to do it, but I just did it. And it was amazing. And from there, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a huge opportunity to serve people in a way that just really, really helps. I now have 13 employees part time. I have a studio space like my business has just blossomed. I love the idea of women helping women and the importance of friendships in our lives. What has the support of other women meant to you throughout your life 
as a sister first and now as a female businesswoman. Oh, my God. There's nothing like it. Just nothing like it. And I do everything I can to pay that forward and be open to supporting others as well. It's a selfless kind of just, I'm helping you just to help you. What's that thing like you walk into a room and you straighten your someone's crown? Like that is so what it's about. I firmly believe that even if we're in the same industry, there's more than enough room at the table. The more you help people, the more it all builds upon itself and just, you know, creates unbelievable beauty and opportunity and it just feels great. Next three questions we ask everybody who sits where you are. So thank you again, Eileen, for coming on to the show. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I just figure a way around, over, under. What are you going to do? And there's always options if you just believe and open your eyes and open your heart. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? And can you pass that along today? I think I learned about the whole idea of collaboration early on. When I was in the corporate IT business world, I had a boss who really would say she wanted the sales team to really collaborate together. We weren't pitted against one another. You know, we really shared resources. You know, there would be sales meetings where all we would do is just talk about best practices. I think that's where I learned it first. And boy, did I ever apply it when I went out on my own. And it served me so well. Final question. I believe that we live our lives in chapters. And if I had asked you this question 10 years ago, 20, 30 years (laughs) ago, you would probably have had a different answer. But right now in this chapter of your life, what does success mean to you? How do you define it? Success for me is how much of an impact am I making out there? And I hear it all the time from my clients, especially in the auction estate sale business afterwards they'll just talk about how happy they are their parents stuff didn't end up in a landfill or in their basement and that's it just that these things went on to serve other people some of the people who bid on my auctions they're other little like etsy businesses a girl buys wine glasses and she like bedazzles them and sells them so just impact impact on other people's businesses and lives For me, that's success. I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the story behind her success, Eileen Reed. Thank you so much, Candy. And that's the story behind her success for this week. My thanks to Eileen Reed, creator of Simplify with Eileen. Find more about her services, simplifywitheileen.com. And thank you for listening. I'm always on the lookout for the next woman to profile. So if you know someone I should feature on the show, Will you please reach out and nominate her today? Just go to my website, candyoterry.com. That's candy with a Y, O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. I'll have a new inspiring story for you next week. And remember, when we lift each other up, we all rise. What's your story? I can't wait to hear it. <laughs>